Jesus said that he came to do away with the laws so that we could make our own laws, amen? Just like when a parent asks a child how they want to be punished, the child always has the perfect idea for self-discipline and never wants to go easy on themselves. Just the same way we should make up our own discipline. We have no need to get the law or anyone outside of our church or ourselves involved at any time. Amen? Keep it in the shadows. This is the Bible After Hour. Can you hear me? Is this thing on? Okay, good. I am the foul-mouthed preacher, and this is the underground church. The word vulgar originally just meant to speak the language of the people. It's what the apostles did. It's what Jesus did. That's what we're going to do here today. The church above wants to claim some kind of higher moral authority. They want to act like they're fucking better than everybody else. They act as though they shouldn't have to answer to anyone. They can take care of their own. They keep their issues in-house. They hide what they do from you know, the greater culture, from their own church. Meanwhile, there's people leaving the churches in droves due to church hurts, scandals, false teaching, all kinds of shit. Many churches act like they have the authority to point out the evils in our culture, the homosexuals and the, and the politics and the Democrats and all of that. But they never take the time to point out the evil that occurs in their own walls and communities. It's bullshit. That's what they do all the time. Not every church, but a lot of churches. And it hurts the witness of all churches. And I used to behave that way. Uh, I was very similar myself. There's a certain nature to that you where, you where you kind of just like instinctually, you want to act like you have everything together and that you're fine. It's like a self-defense mechanism. And part of it sometimes is because you want others to trust you so that you can help them. There's something instinctive about it. There's something like naturally seems good but it actually fucks you up and fucks everybody else up with it, with you. I know from firsthand experience, you so desperately want to help others. Put your own issues to the side to do so, right? Act like nothing's wrong with yourself. That way you can help someone else. The problem is, for me, that led to toxic behaviors, spiraling out of control. I think it does with, with everybody, actually. I'm going to say a lot of people, but everybody. It led to depression, completely consumed, to the point where I was immobilized. I couldn't help anyone. Then when my issues did come to light, everybody saw what fucked up shit I did, no one wanted to trust me. Because I hid it. It makes it doubly bad. And no one would trust me to help them. Their children, their family, anybody. My ministry was stopped in its tracks and destroyed because I tried to hide my shit. But then when it came out, nobody trusted me. It takes a lot to rebuild from that. Trust me. It really, truly does. It would have been so much better if I would have just been honest about my bullshit from the beginning and said, hey, I fucked up. Here's what I did. Came to the church, got help. It would have been better, but instead I tried to hide it. And those I did tell the church told me, you should hide that, you don't want anyone to know. It made it worse for me, it hurt the church, it hurt those I wanted to help, it hurt everybody. And all the good I was trying to do was for nothing. Everyone gets hurt when you try to hide your bullshit. Unfortunately, this happens pretty often on a communal level. It's not just me who does it individually. A lot of our communities do this. You know, we want people to trust our political party so much that we all act like there's nothing wrong or anything evil that happens on our side, which leads to no one trusting our side to help in the way that we want help. Both sides do this. Well, it's a little sillier, but even our football teams, you know, it brings us a lot of joy and makes us proud. A lot of the teams and players might do a lot for the community, doing community service, drawing attention to, to important needs. But then 
we try to act like, you know, none of the coaches or players have ever done anything wrong. No one's being abused. No one's breaking the law. You know, whatever bad players evolved, we, we kind of turn a blind eye to. And just like, guys, look over here. They're doing good. And then when the wrong that was done is brought up, well, then no one in the community trusts the team anymore. They don't trust the sport. They don't trust you for saying that it's doing any good, the joy it brings you. They question why would that bring you joy. It, it, it ruins, it spoils the whole thing. And when our churches act like there's no assault, there's no fraud, no other problems that occurs in the church or in other churches, or that that's just people, people hurt people, not the church. You know, if you left the church with someone did something wrong, you weren't there for the right reason. We act like all that shit, so we try to act like we don't see the assault, the fraud, all these evil things. We act like, and if we do see it, well, that wasn't really us. That was a bad actor. We excuse it. Come up with some bullshit to make people look the other way. Well, church just seems like it's afraid to address this stuff head on. And people who are negatively impacted by this, they start to not believe in the church or God anymore at all. They leave. Those around them begin to see the evil that the church did to them and say, well, maybe I don't want to go to the church either, ever. And all the good that the church was trying to do in the community to help bring people to Christ, all that stuff, all of the good is brought into question. It's torn down. It goes to ruin. Because you try to hide your shit instead of exposing problems with church hurt. The issues we have with Gen Z not wanting to be members of church anymore. You know, it's a big thing. You know, different polls came out this year. With the cultures completely shunning the church, our bad reputation and our inability to witness all of this because we have shit everyone has shit but instead of exposing it we try to hide it which doubles our guilt which not only makes us guilty of these things but then makes us not able to be trusted and a church that can't be trusted isn't the church the church is slowly crumbling from the inside because we refuse to expose and eliminate the bad seeds within we we want to excuse it as oh people that's just people that's not the church well the church is people guys Unfortunately, there's no way to remove all evil in any group, whether it's political, whether it's a sport, whether it's the church, whatever. There's no way to completely eliminate the evil within your own group because people are evil. Evil people are everywhere. Shit's going to happen. What establishes trust comes down to how the community treats the evil that does occur within their own community. And we, the church, have not handled this very well. Historically, the church has made excuses for things like the Crusades, the Inquisition, all kinds of crazy bullshit. One good example, in my opinion, the Protestant Reformation. It was born out of reformers like John Calvin and Martin Luther seeing this bad theology that crept over the church. And not, not only that, but also evil being done, where people were being kind of more or less blackmailed over loved ones that passed away, being stuck in purgatory, doing kind of stuff that went against Catholic theology, but was still happening in practice, this evil shit. And when Martin Luther and John Calvin started calling it out, calling up this theology, they were ignored. They were they were called heretics. All this stuff. They were try. They were excommunicated for pointing out the truth and for having different beliefs. But you know, whatever. Um, the bullshit they went through. It led to the Protestant Reformation. It led to all the you know Luther, Baptist, all these churches that they came from people who were willing to call out and expose the shit within. Not just that. There's more good. I'm not just shitting on the Catholic Church because the Council of Trent from the Catholic Church. It was their response to what happened. They. They disagreed with the reformers' theological differences, and they kind of wrote out, here's our response to that. But more importantly, they acknowledged their own bullshit within the Catholic Church. They acknowledged their own sins and came up with a way to keep themselves accountable and to weed that shit out. These times of acknowledgement 
from the reformers and from the Council of Trent. This time of calling out our own sins. That's the entire reason the church didn't die in the 16th century. I think we might be at another crossroads now in, in the 21st century. We might again be looking at a time where if the church can't call its own bullshit out, that the church is going to wither away. We have to be able to call out our own bullshit. When we look to the Bible, we see right after Jesus, there's a couple in Acts who tried to lie and say they gave everything they could do to the church. And it wasn't a sin not to give everything they did to the church. The sin was they lied to the church. And God exposed them immediately, had them fall down dead. He had Peter call them out for what they did, gave them a chance to admit their sin. They didn't, boom, they're dead. I don't believe a lot of this. Literally, I don't think that's actually exactly what happened or any bullshit like that. But I think the, the message is call out the liars. Call out your own. One of the very first stories in Acts was about calling out our own. Jesus, when he spoke of hell, he only did it to two groups. It was either the very religious or the very rich. He didn't go around to sinners saying, hey, man, you're going to go to hell for sinning. He didn't go around to poor people and like, hey, man, you need to get your life together. You're going to go to hell. You're going to keep being miserable. That's not what Jesus did. He spoke of hell to those who thought they had it all together, those who thought they owned the world. He said, hey, you're, you're going down a bad path. Let me tell you. Why do I think that's important for this discussion? Jesus wasn't Christian. Jesus was Jewish. He called out the bullshit of his own community and told them that is the path to hell. He exposed publicly and combated the religious leaders of his own religion. So we got to do today. So now as we finish the book of Judges, a book about how God cares about poverty, a book where we saw the, the man Samson who was physically strong, but actually truly weak. We saw the leader Deborah, who was a strong woman leader of God. We see all of these stories of God's people falling and coming back to him and how God keeps saying, you need a leader, you need politics. We get to the end of this book and um, those who were there last week when we, we talked about a woman being assaulted, somehow it gets worse. It gets cringier. It gets more disgusting. The war that happens next. So at the end, the man, the Levite took who was his concubine, his wife, whatever, who was assaulted and killed by the Benjamites. He slices her body up into pieces and sends a piece to each of the tribes of Israel. Says, what are we going to do about this? Story starts in Judges 20. They show up. They're like, hey, what's this about? What the fuck, man? And he's like, hey, yeah, it's fucked up. Some bullshit happened over here. And the people from Benjamin, the tribe of Benjamin, they uh, assaulted her to death. They all got together. They're like, we got to do something. We got to confront them. They were confronted and they were like, yeah, we're, they were told to give us the men who did this, we'll punish them and everyone will move on. And the tribe of Benjamin refused to give them the men that assaulted this woman. So they go to the city of Bethel, everyone except for the Benjamins. They're praying to God at Bethel, which, hey, it's Christmas time. You know, I wonder if this is part of why there's a story of Jesus coming from Bethel. Not only is it the city of David, I think also it's important that here is the city where God's people are told how to confront their own. And the story of Jesus is one who comes, confronts his own religion, and provides a new way. I, I think there's an important parallel there. If I was doing a sermon specifically on that, there, there's a lot that you can get into of how Jesus came, right, as, as a child. Not as this warrior king they were expecting, but he came as a child, confronted the religious institute, and changed the entire world. Here we see the people of God asking God, what do we do about our own people? God says you have to confront them. You have to destroy all of them. Here God is a God of war. I don't know if I believe this. Literally, I, I struggle with this. A God who just wants them to commit genocide to one of the other tribes of Israel? What the fuck? 
but given the fucked up stuff they did, I mean, like, yeah, I just, there is no, there's no wrapping your mind around this. Maybe this is just what they heard, thought God heard said. Maybe that's not really what God said. I don't know. But the Bible says God said, destroy these fuckers. And, you know, they don't say that. Or obey them, but that's what it says. And they go and they lose the first battle. They come back. This is the battle. God, are you sure you want us to? He's like, yeah, yeah, go again. They go again. They lose. They come back to Bethel. God, are you sure? He's like, yeah, this time I'll grant you that. So they come, they plan an ambush. So they draw the people out of the city. The Benjamites get confronted by the Israels from one side. The city goes up in flame. They look behind and they're like, oh shit, we better go back. And boom, there are more Israelites around them. They're completely surrounded and they get destroyed. They get completely defeated. This is God's people. It's the city of Israel. This isn't some foreigners. This isn't some Canaanites. This isn't this isn't those who hate God. This is God's people. Did fucked up shit. But God said, hey, fuck them up. And yeah, I can't wrap my mind around a God that wants murder like this. I can't wrap my mind around a God who chose people who would do the kind of bullshit that happens here. But also, I can't wrap my mind, my mind around some of the own bullshit I've done, right? People are incredibly wicked. I don't believe God's wicked. So that, that's the hardest part of the story for me. They get wiped out, and they all just return to their towns. Like, nothing happened. Um, and they feel remorse that one of the tribes of Israel were going to go because they swore that none of their people would, would marry the people from the city. They said, well, are we going to let an entire tribe of Israel just be completely genocided? They didn't like that. And um, unfortunately, you see women being treated as property here. They go and... They go to another neighboring town. They murder everyone except for the virgin women and said, here, you can have them. Those are your wives. And it still wasn't quite enough wives. So what do they do? They have a dance and they tell the Benjamites, just come. And whenever people, you know, they drink enough, they're doing whatever. And you find a woman, just, you know, grab her, take her back to your town. Boom, everything's settled. If they come to you and say some shit, just be like, hey, we said it was fine. Um, just they, they're told not to overdo it or else they'll become the bad guys again. And we'll hate you. Man, yeah, that's fucked up, right? They just took women they told them to kidnap other women a lot of stuff i just can't make sense of happens in the story twice in the story we mentioned one time before two more times it happens where it says they had no ruler and the people did what they want and that's how the story ends a woman gets assaulted her body parts are sent around the country they go and genocide one of their own people at the command of god they come back and find women women they kill men to give virgin women away they have a town and command them let people kidnap these girls and then the bible says that was condemned no it doesn't say that was condemned it just says yeah they didn't have a ruler they did what they wanted the end damn yeah yeah god cares about politics god cares about politics and god cares the thing is even if i don't believe god's command to kill all the benjamites i do believe god's command to confront your own call out your own shit weed it out don't let evil remain in your own community I think there's a better way. I think that better way comes back to the final point of the book that we've mentioned time and time again. God cares about polity. God wants a ruler. God wants some kind of structure to the country of Israel, which is going to seem paradoxical in the next episode. We're going to get into the story of Samuel to wrap this story up. But this is the end of the book of Judges. Look at the bullshit that happens when God's people don't care about God's polity. But more importantly, let's focus on this. God wants to weed out the evil in his own community. This is God's people. And he tells his own people to kill other ones of his people to get the evil out. God, just the same way, you know, he, he commands genocide and other stuff of other tribes that do evil things. He, he treats the evil in the Israel just the same. And you see the people coming together. They come up with a plan. They come up with some politics. They come up with a scheme, the ambush. They strategize. It's not that people didn't 
do this, just say, oh, God, take care of it. God took care of it. God helped them work together with their polity to fix what happened here. But then they went back and acted like nothing happened. So yeah, God wants you to care about polity. God also wants his people to be transparent with their wrongdoings. God didn't have the country of Israel say, oh, just act like that didn't happen, hide the assault, you know, bury the body parts and just move on. He didn't say, take care of them, you know, don't let those guys be preachers, but you, know, you don't have to do anything, it's my people. No, God said, kill the fuckers. I don't know about killing, but I do think assault is serious and should be punished. I do think that the shit that's been happening in the church needs to be called out. The church should be the one publishing newspapers like Christianity Today saying, hey, this is what's going on. We're doing something about it. Because when we act like nothing's happening, we hide it, we do this bullshit, eventually it comes out. And then people see not only is this evil occurring, the church must be okay with it because they didn't do anything about it. And not only that, the church can't be trusted because they'll lie to us about what's happening. Even evil and trauma silent leads to toxicity in our communities, leads to distrust from people outside of our community, and it leads to immeasurable amounts of pain and hurt that build up in all of us and around all. We have to take an honest look at what the church is, who we are. We have to look in the mirror and see what is happening in our communities, what evil is there that we need to call out, pluck out, show the world and say, here's what's happening, here's what we're doing. Has there ever been anything you've been silent about in your community you think you might need to call out if so please call it out let the leaders of your church know let everyone know call the shit out have you been holding anything in that you feel guilty about yourself just about yourself because you think you can help others if people don't know what's going on with you call it out call that shit out be honest about what's going on with you before you try to help someone else i don't think you need to wait to heal and be perfect to heal to help others you don't have to be perfect but you got to be honest because someone who's not honest it's not someone who can help others, because others will see it and they'll distrust you. But if you are honest about your own falls, if you're honest about the sin that goes on in your community, then you have integrity. People know that you're being honest. Maybe not everyone will trust you, but it'll grant you some credibility with the outside community. Credibility of honesty to bring that's going to bring others into a more authentic community. Because without honesty, it's not really an authentic community. But with honesty, you have credibility. You can bring others into an authentic community of love and integrity that isn't a perfect community, but it's one that's able to work on itself to be better. That is what the church should be, what it should be about. If we do this, the church is going to regain its trust with its own members and with those outside of us. Our testimony will mean something again. What we say about what Jesus has done to us, if we're honest in other areas, we'll believe that we're honest about that. And our own hurt and the pain of others can begin to heal once it's fully, completely exposed. The wounds can heal. Okay, I don't, I don't want you to share this just on your public social media accounts. Uh, if you have anyone you think might be offended, don't share it. I mean, if you think all of your friends are completely fine with this kind of thing, go ahead and share it. But rather, what, I, what I'd like you to do, do Think of a couple people that you think could really benefit from this message that will engage in this kind of conversation. Share it with them. Have these conversations about honesty, integrity, about how and when we can call our own people out, call out the bullshit. Someone who can have that honest conversation with you, share it with them and keep this conversation going. Guys, let's bring the church back to the common people. Thank you again for listening. This was an Anazao Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, go to the website in the description below. If you'd like to check out other shows like this, be sure to subscribe to the network.